two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's Hi Hop Film! Tonight, we've got Lizzie Donaldson and Spider-Man, you're not Superman, you know, on this week's Friendly Neighborhood episode! Hello again and welcome to another exciting episode of High On Film Sobering Talk About Movies, your favorite independent film podcast covering only the biggest Hollywood blockbusters. I'm Chris Maxwell, your host. Welcome to episode 219, the start of the final three before we take a break because we're lazy. Just kidding. No, we will be taking a break, but uh, we started this season, this season, this set of this season because we're doing sets this season, which is new, with the Alien trilogy. And now here we are, the final three, ending with another famous trilogy that eventually gets to outer space, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man from 2002, uh, written by David Kep, the screenplay, of course, based off Stan Lee and Steve Ditko's comic book creation. Back in the news again because... Gene Simmons of KISS is trying to trademark the Devil Horns, uh, a.k.a. the I Love You in ASL, which I take so many issues with. trademark that. I know. He's an idiot. What? He's an egomaniac idiot merchandiser. And uh, first of all, the Rock and Roll Devil Horns is not the ASL I Love You with the thumb out to the side, which Gene Simmons is trying to trademark. The Rock and Roll one brings the thumb in to cover... The two uh, downed middle fingers, middle and ring fingers. He's... I know, Brad. Okay. And second of all, the ASL I Love You is also the Spider-Man web shooter. Do you uh, think Spider-Man can be affected, affected by this? No, but Spider-Man yeah, comics certainly drew it way before Gene Simmons claims he well, used it first. Of course. In 1974, <laughs> I believe, which is what Gene Simmons is claiming. Oh, Gene. I know. Gene. Gene, Gene, the mean licking Gene. machine. Mean Gene. That makes sense. Yeah. Lick it up, Gene. Lick it up. Yeah. That's their song. Graphic. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> he had the tongue. True. He wasn't the cat. He was not the cat. No. It's Peter Chris. Okay. And I'm Chris Maxwell. I didn't know there was a cat. Yep. There is a cat. You don't know that there's a cat? The cat is the drummer of I Kiss. I don't... Yeah, I'm not a Kiss fan. But you didn't know that there was a cat? No. Oh. Did you know there was a cat guest yet to be named? This sounds familiar, but I do think we're getting a little off track here. <laughs> the guest keeping us on track. There he is, the co-host from the couch. <laughs> the podcaster of disaster and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend. Brad Davis. I didn't know there was a cat. Apparently. <laughs> we'll go Hi. over this later. How you doing today, Brad? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. Spider-Man, there's another new Spider-Man movie coming out. Yes, I'm actually excited about this one. Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm very excited. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Jinx. Can't talk. Uh, interesting. Oh boy, look how this works out. Uh, so yes, Tom Holland. I'm very excited about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, especially after the two amazing Spider-Man movies were very disappointing. Chris Maxwell. Yes, uh, the Andrew Garfield ones are um, CGI garbage. Yes. I, I garbage. They're uh, not good. Yeah. I garbage. <laughs> Andrew Specific Garfield. Specific to eyes. We were talking about this. Andrew Garfield. Good Spider-Man, bad Peter Parker. Agreed. Very quippy when he's in the suit. Lanky. Looks like a spider. Yeah. Too cool to be Peter Parker. Too cool to be Peter Parker. I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield. You're too cool. Too cool. Yeah. It looks too cool. Literally too cool for that school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Skateboarding? Come on. And there he is. One of television's hottest stars right now and uh someone who agrees that andrew garfield is too cool for school our guest <laughs> the person who has given us uh, her time once again for her oh 15th appearance on high on film or so sure let's call it that yeah it's probably a little less than that yeah, do i get something yeah we'll see all right depends yeah. on how you do this time okay that's you, fair you get a performance base you get credit Gifting. you get a credit our friend lizzie donaldson hi guys sorry i yelled earlier <laughs> no it's quite all right we're having Thanks a great time us on track. yeah that was that, i also don't know much about the cat and that might be embarrassing for me thank you yeah. peter chris the the original drummer of cats Kiss. can't play drums not well okay 
You guys got to know a little secret about Kiss. <laughs> okay. Humans in face paint. What? Not actually a cat, a star man, a demon, and a um, uh, other. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. That's yeah, yeah. I'll believe it when Wait, I see cat, it. Cat, star man, demon. Other. Other. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who am I forgetting? Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, that's Starman. Peter Chris, the cat. Call in. Let us know. Who are we missing? Five, five, the five. The lines are five. lighting up. Paul, oh Paul Stanley. God. Paul Stanley, Starman. What's, then what's Ace Freely? He's like a space guy. There's different names for them. Who cares? No, We're talking Chris Sam Raimi. We're talking Raimi. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, guys, so much to talk about. One, this is almost single-handedly the movie that Marvel sold to be able to make their own film production company and bring us movies such as Iron Man and Avengers. There was, of course, a substantial amount from the X-Men movies, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3 all broke box office records. Even for the third the weekend. one? Especially the third yeah, one. Yeah, because the second Jeez. one was so good. Yeah. Oh. And then it turned out to... But like, it's like opening weekend records, not all-time records. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. Lost World broke opening weekend records. There you go. Look how that turned out. I don't... Remember. The Lost when did World? that come oh, out? <laughs> like 96, 97? Yeah, oh. something like that. Yeah. It's not good. No. It's not good. Well. Julianne Moore does her best. Julianne Moore does her best. Guys, let's get into some Trash Star Destroy. Sure. It's our first segment. We give you three movies of a similar ilk. Uh, one, we ask you to trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. Two, you get to star in one. In whatever role you'd like to see yourself uh, portray. And... Of course, then the third movie then must be relegated to being destroyed, which means that the only version of said movie has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen fame. Mm. Mm -hmm. Terrible mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. Terrible movie. Terrible movie. It is. Speaking of, Brad, we have a Transformers Last Night uh, buzzed off film coming out soon. AKA A Date with Destiny. A Date with, is that what it's called? Transformers? No, AKA that's what we're calling with, it. Uh, oh, oh, that's no, our Date with yeah, Destiny. Yeah, yeah, it's our Date with Destiny. Oh, that's unfortunate. I like to think my Date with Destiny is The Last well, Jedi. Sure, you, you like to think a lot of things, Chris. <laughs> I got an active mind. Guys, let's do three movies that have broken box office records. All written by the screenwriter of Spider-Man, David Kep. He's had multiple movies, four movies that have broken box office records for the weekends they have opened on. That's a lot of champagne. That's yeah. a lot of champagne. One is Spider-Man, which we will not use in this category. Oh. One is Jurassic Park. Okay. Steven Spielberg's dinosaur movie. A dinosaur. Two. Brian De Palma's Mission Impossible. And the fourth movie, and the third movie to be included in this Trash to Destroy... The Lost World Jurassic Park. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. So what do you do? Trash, star, destroy. This is difficult for me because Mission Impossible and Jurassic Park are both probably on my top 20 movies of all time list. Probably. Um, God, I love both those movies. Uh, I don't like The Lost World. So I am going to trash that for sure. Mm. Uh, God, do I star in Mission Impossible or Jurassic Park? I guess we probably need to keep Jurassic Park intact more than we need to keep Mission Impossible intact. We get some pretty good spy movies. Uh, you know, your Born Identities. You have some good options there as opposed to Dinosaur movies, which this is obviously top ten. It's top ten, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> top yeah, ten yeah. dinosaur movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park is probably on. Yeah, the list. I, oh, I'm, I'd say that. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, recorded. Yeah, it's on the record. Well, you got King Kong movies to contend with. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty comfortable. We're back. A dinosaur story. Do you think should I star in Jurassic Park or Mission Impossible was possibly a question Tom Cruise actually had to contemplate at that time? <laughs> Not out of the question. <laughs> I mean, I will say Sam Neill being based, Sam Neill and Laura Dern, basically being the two leads, were pretty small names at that time. So I partially wonder if Spielberg mm. kind of went with 
lesser-known actors on purpose. I wouldn't really call them lesser-known. Like, Laura Dern was David Lynch's muse from yeah, but the David, 80s. Sure, but Lynch wasn't, like... I mean, she wasn't a mainstream... Yeah, but we're not talking about unknowns, either. No, but I'm saying he could have... He's Steven Spielberg. He could have very easily got a Tom Cruise-type actor. Sure. For Although Tom Cruise would have played Jeff Goldblum's part. <sighs> Interesting point. Yeah. Interesting point. Can't argue with that. <laughs> you? Which one are you starring in? Yeah, what are you starring in? I'm Brad? starring in Jurassic Park. And... As Tom Cruise, as Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Tom Cruise, as <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I guess I'm taking the Sam Neill role. Yeah, wow. you get to wear that cool hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, you get to be in the T-Rex scene. Yeah. Which is... Big win. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Great. That's kind of a no-brainer for me, quite honestly. And then I'm destroying uh, Mission Impossible, Michael Bay. If Tom Cruise a, is in it, it'll yeah. still be good. It won't be as good, but it'll be good. And Mission Impossible is one of those franchises that has many famous directors doing an installment and getting out of there. True. It's fun. He would fit in well. Yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. I think Brad's answers make the most sense, but just to switch things up here. Sure. Mm -hmm. I would, wouldn't mind throwing The Lost World to Michael Bay, just like what, what could, you know, really hurt this film. Also at this very point. interesting, yeah. <laughs> Can only get better, right? Well, uh, it's funny that you're saying a Steven Spielberg <laughs> movie could be made better by yeah. Michael Bay. Well, I mean, it's, it's not I, Catch I, Me If You Can, Brad. Sure. I, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but it's just a funny statement to think about. Yeah. Went there. <laughs> yeah, you went there. Um, On the record. So that has me trashing Jurassic Park just to preserve it as it is. Wow. Okay. And then starring in Mission Impossible. As? That bitch who betrays Tom Cruise. Oh! Katie Holmes? No. <laughs> she looks like it. <laughs> She's always betraying people. <laughs> Dawson. <laughs> Pacey. Pacey. Uh -huh. This dude. Yeah. Classic Katie. Classic Katie. Batman. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, okay. She's late. <laughs> so off topic today. Batman. Batman. All right, Batman. I'm going to be in Jurassic Park. I'm, I'm taking the role of Tim. And I am getting down off that fucking fence before it electrocutes. You got to jump. Yeah, you gotta exactly. Jump. What are you doing, Timmy? Um, You're so smart, you idiot. Yeah, I know. Jump off the fucking fence. It's... When the alarm starts going off, you jump. That's true. And I'm gonna... I, I like Michael Bay's Mission Impossible. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm down. Michael Bay's Mission Impossible. Ang Lee's Mission Impossible 2. J.J. Abrams' Mission Impossible 3. Somebody else's Mission... 4 is somebody. Ghost, yeah, it is somebody. Yeah. Ghost Protocol. Is oh, it's um, Brad Bird. Yes, it is. Yeah. In his first live action movie. And then, and then 5 Nation, was... Macquarie? Christopher McQuarrie. I think he's Tom Cruise's boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I should mention, David Kep uh, also wrote the screenplay for The Mummy. Uh -huh. Because he is also one of Tom Cruise's boys. Tom Cruise and his boys. <laughs> yep, yep. And we're trashing know? The Lost World, leaving us just with mm -hmm. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, and soon, next summer's Jurassic Park World Jurassic 2. World Park 2. Jurassic World Park 2. Park the World. The dinosaur in the ring. Dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Okay, guys. One more Trash Star Destroy. Spider-Man's first movie. Each incarnation of Spider-Man first movie appearance. The movie we just watched, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's uber cool, the amazing Spider-Man. And Tom Holland's introduction in Captain America Civil War. Oh. Yeah, you didn't see this coming, Brad. I, think, I, 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 honestly, I know we discussed this, I honestly forgot what it was. I was like, what, else we, what would be the other one? Um, mm. Yeah, jeez. I thought this would be a lot easier, because I would assume I would start in this incarnation of Spider-Man, probably as Spider-Man, but to start in Civil War would be pretty awesome. Um... I think, though, I have to star as Spider-Man in this movie. And then... I guess I would... Trash? Um, I would trash the Andrew Garfield one, and I would destroy Civil War. 
which seems like a problem, but I'm going to stand by it. Okay. You have and enough superheroes stand by to make your it problem. work. Stand Oh, see. I have for years, Lizzie. <laughs> I think that makes it fall apart quicker, actually. Mm. There's too many characters. Lizzie. Yes. What are you going to do here? This oh superhero gosh. conundrum. I don't even really remember the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. <sighs> God, yeah. you're so lucky. I know. Kirk Connors, the lizard. Trash it. Takes place in a lot of the yeah, sewers. Yeah, he rides a skateboard. He's way cooler than any of us. It makes no yeah. fucking sense. Trash it. Blow up this Spider-Man. Right, the run that we watched, 2002. Mm. Oh, destroy Sam Raimi's... Yes. ...tentpole here. Add some dynamite. Okay. <laughs> Throw some dynamite and some TNT. Um, dynamite. Starring Captain America. As? Captain America. Oh, I love it. Love it. Can't argue with that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, a great choice. And you probably just changed Chris's mind. No, no. Unfortunately, this Spider-Man movie is a cultural touchstone for me. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It premiered the day before my senior prom. Wow. Boy, oh, boy. Spider-Man was always my favorite cultural superhero. touchstone list. Yeah. So Spider-Man, as, as he, in the days of my youth, I, I loved Spider-Man very much. Only then, not Well, yeah, I, I've actually kind of switched over to Captain America now, these days. You like Captain America more than Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. What? Well, I've read more Captain America comics now at this point as well. Oh. I've read very few when I was a younger. But when yeah, you I, were a younger? When I, when I was a younger man. He was a young guy. He was a young guy. When I was a younger <laughs> Spider-Man. So I'm going to be Peter Parker in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. For sure. I am probably then trashing Civil War. Oh, God. And we'll just go straight to... Infinity War with our Avengers movies. Infinity War. Oh, and, gotcha. Uh, yeah, and then Michael Bay no gets a crack with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. And Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> Who actually seems perfect in Again, a Michael it, Bay movie. Yeah, yeah, that, makes, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that makes a lot of sense. All right, guys. Well, that's that for this segment. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Spider-Man, more high on film, and more Lizzie Donaldson right after this. Welcome back, High on Film, Spider-Man, from 2002. The first trailer, actually, uh, the teaser trailer, is one of my favorite things ever, and unfortunately, because of terrorists, we can no longer <laughs> see it. It started with bank robbers in New York, and they uh, successfully rob a bank, and they're escaping in a helicopter, and the helicopter's flying away, and suddenly gets caught in a lot of webbing. And you zoom out, and it's a big spider web spun between the Twin Towers. Oh. And the terrorists took that, too? They did. The film footage of that trailer? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ISIS still has it. I swear. Uh, I know. But, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful it's teaser trailer. <laughs> and because of the uh, unfortunate attacks on our country. Yes. We are no longer allowed to see it. Well, how did you see it, then? I remember when it came out. You can still find it on YouTube, I bet. Oh. In fact, I'm almost positive. I'm pretty sure I've watched it on YouTube. <laughs> You've watched well. it since then? Yeah. Okay. Because there was one day I remembered it, and I was like, it oh, remember that teaser trailer? You see it in movies, too. It's old stock footage. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh! And it's crazy. Yeah. But it's an awesome teaser. Check it out, everybody. Um, and while you do that, we're going to play The Summer Game. It's the first official game of the podcast. That's worth a damn. Mm. That translates to zero to two points. Here in High on Filmland. Uh, we're each going to take a turn at summarizing Spider-Man in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to watch. Now this is a two hour and one minute movie. 121 minutes of film. That's actually pretty good for a superhero movie. For a superhero origin, origin story? story? Yeah, that's... It's damn terrific. That's damn terrific. We're going to have to summarize it in 12.1 seconds. That's a lot of origin. That's yeah. a lot of origin. Of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss, our three-sided coin flip to find out who's going to go first, second, and third in the games portion of today's show. And for the two hundred and seven, no, sixteen time, no, Brad not Davis. that many. Yeah, probably not that many. No, we've done other things. We've done other things. We pretend we have. I won. 
You going first, second, or third, Brad? Uh, I'll go first. Going first. Going Summarizing first. Sam Raimi's really Spider-Man. I wasn't expecting to choose that. I, my brain did. 12.1 <laughs> seconds. Okay. To watch Uncle Ben die. Okay. In three, two, one. Peter Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider. He's in love with Mary Jane. Uh, his best friend Harry's dad ends up uh, going crazy because of an invention he had, and they end up having to fight each other, and he has to save New York City. Oh. Time. Oh. A lot of information. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good origining. Thanks. Mm -hmm. No Green Goblin in it. Well, I said Harry's say. dad. Okay. Well, come on. <laughs> Norman Osborn, sorry. My bad. Well, that's not even what I'm... <laughs> Green Goblin, the actual villain. Sure, no. Well, uh, you can Spoiler deduct, alert. You can deduct points for it. Okay. I will. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, what, 12.1 seconds? You got it. All right. Are you ready? Chris Maxwell. Sure thing. Three, two, one... Nerd Peter Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider, gets spider powers. Uh, then he finds out his friend's rich dad is uh, taken from his company. He goes nuts and uh, tries to kill Spider-Man, but doesn't. And then he saves his girlfriend and breaks up with her. Time. I find it interesting you also did not mention Green Goblin. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm definitely not mentioning Green Goblin. Don't do it. It's a trend now. The main villain. The movie that made him Spider-Man's biggest rival. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, Lizzie. Yes. 12.1 seconds for Spider-Man in three. Peter Spider-Man. Two. One. Peter Parker gets bit by a radioactive spider, becomes a superhero, has to fight the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin, and the Green Goblin in one movie. It stars Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Time. Oh, yeah, wow. I made it. Wow. Yeah. Just under the wire. Made it. <laughs> Yeah. Good job. Pretty Thanks. Thank you. It. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I don't think I left anything out. No, I mean, back. you hit the Green Goblin, you hit Peter Parker. <laughs> you hit, hit the, the spider. Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, Spider, you said. Sure. I don't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. zero to two points. Boy, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the second game. It's called First Impressions. <laughs> this time it's zero to three points. Please use decimals, of course, in all the games to score more acutely to how you feel the performances uh, are. In this game, we're each going to give the person sitting to our right a line from Spider-Man they'd like to hear you impersonate to the best of your ability. Whew. Since Brad went first, uh, I'm going to go first this time and give Lizzie a line I'd like to hear her say. Excellent. And Lizzie, I think I'm going to have to give you a Green Goblin line. Oh, Ugh. okay. Give your Willem so. Dafoe impression. I got to... Yeah. Come up with a Willem Dafoe impression. Yeah, it's <laughs> Platoons, great. Willem Dafoe, now playing a bad guy. Rich scientist Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin. He's uh, talking to Spider-Man in a very casual manner on top of the roof. <laughs> Try, trying to give it him the, uh, the dark night uh, of speeches here. In spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. Why bother? Okay, honorary boondock saint Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. Go ahead, Lizzie. In spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they'll hate you. Why bother? Hey, hey. Yeah, 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 that was pretty good. That was fun. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that took me on a journey there. <laughs> to really get you into took it. us on a journey. Thanks. I'm a storyteller. I imagine <laughs> having to portray Willem Dafoe is a tumultuous oh. uh, emotional roller coaster. No. Is that uh, repetitive? Probably. Tumultuous emotional roller coaster? Tumultuous roller coaster. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah no, no, I think you're no. all right. All right. We so get the teacups, you know? You're fine. The, uh, sure. <laughs> Not really a roller coaster, though. Well, all right. More of a scrambler. A yeah. scrambler. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The circles in bigger circles. Oh, I understand. Yeah. A scrambler. A scrambler. Lizzie, give Brad a line. <laughs> you got it. One of my favorite things about this movie is the awesome comic booky lines that just seem like they plucked it right from a comic book and don't really work in any other kind of circumstance. <laughs> so um, here's one of my favorites for Brad. What about my generous proposal? Are you in or are you out? It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. Wrong answer. Ah, the great Tobey Maguire portraying... Peter Parker portraying Spider-Man here in this scene. 
while a house is burning down quite quietly. Brad, go ahead. It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. That was actually a really good, yeah. like, plain superhero. Yes. Yeah. Su superhero declaration. Right. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> Very at, uh, Adam West, I feel like, is... Uh, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. But yes, he does that very well. We do well. this for yeah. you, Mr. We, West. We do. Mr. West, tip of the cap. Also, Los Angeles. What the F, man. You put the bat signal on City Hall. You couldn't project, project it into the sky. Maybe was, not. I don't know. I don't know if they legally can, but that was Because of air traffic? I went out to the roof. Oh. I, know. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, how cool this is going to be. All I did was uh, look up while... <sighs> Well, casually outside. Well, I mean, I just walked up a flight of steps. I mean, it wasn't a big thing, but I was like, I thought they were going to put it into the sky, and they didn't. Yeah. It's actually two flights of steps. Yeah. It's like one and a half. Uh, one and a half. It's just, it's you know, every step counts. Sure, sure. Sure. It was with nice your, exercise. With your Fitbit, every step counts. <laughs> Brad, do you have a line for me to impersonate? Yes, I do, Chris. Terrific. Um, May I hear it? You know, if I was, uh, if I would have worked a little harder, I could have probably got this actor's name. I didn't. It's one of the... <laughs> Putting in the long hours here hey, on High listen, on Film. If, if you're not working hard, then you're hardly working. And I hardly work. So, sure. uh, it's... I hardly work Huckabees. <laughs> Good one, Chris. Thanks. Um, it's a, it, during a montage where everyone's praising Spider-Man. And uh, it's a cop. Uh, a New York cop who's talking about Spider-Man and he just has a very nonsensical way of describing him, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. Spider-Man was here. The guy protects us. You know, he protects the people. Uh, some kind of freaky Lewis something. do. He stinks and I don't like him. Yeah, the guy, the cop who comes right before Jim Norton does his, uh, his line. Yeah. And, and it's not all hating on him or praising him. It's, it's just New Yorker's reaction. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That is That was a mistake on my part. I apologize. Yeah. Old New York cop number one. Yep. All right. Chris Maxwell. <clears throat> I don't know. Some kind of freaky Lewis. Something wackadoo. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah, was fun. That was fun to do. Yeah. I had a great time. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Well, guys, as soon as you're done scoring, you can pass your... Nope, you can keep your scorecards. But <laughs> Thanks, put them aside... Chris. Because uh, we're getting into the open forum discussion part of the podcast. That's called scene work. Of course, we like to start things off optimistically. We're an optimistic podcast, and gosh darn it, I love this movie. So, do 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 do. Best scene. What's the best scene in Sam Raimi's Spider Man? Well, I think the most iconic one is the upside down kiss. Yes. But best. Well, I think it's kiss. because it's one, because okay. of, the best, right, right, right. one of the yes. best moments. But it yeah. is, I think maybe that's an obvious choice. Yeah. The kiss is great. Sure. Um, yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, and then for, for me, my, my favorite sequence is when he's figuring out his powers for the first time leading up to the fight in school where mm. everything kind of slows down. There's just His discovery is really fun, and especially when he climbs up the wall for the first time. It's a, lot, it's a really fun sequence. Lots to like there. No bad things happening yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in that sequence too, you get the uh, him realizing his eyes are better yeah. now. Like and the he's glass just, like, is jacked. Big. Now he's jacked. I mean, granted, I would be a little more con personally concerned if all of a sudden like these things started asked happening. For like a bug bite kit at that yeah, laboratory. Yeah. But I would have probably waved somebody down and started asking some questions. But regardless. Yeah, that whole sequence is terrific. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll even narrow it down more. Uh, my favorite stuff is specifically the stuff in high school. From mm -hmm. the cafeteria to catch, from Mary Jane yes. to the yeah, yeah, catching yeah. the tray Great moment. to the webbing on the tray to hitting mm -hmm. Flash Thompson and through the Flash Thompson fight. Once yeah, that's good. I yeah. love that so much and it is exactly why A, Spider-Man was always one of my favorites and B, why I think Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be so great mm -hmm. is because Spider-Man works so well in high in school. In high school, right. More opportunity, to, what, mm -hmm. more opportunity for comedic yeah, well, situation comedic yeah. comedy. And it's what sets him well, apart a superhero from other superheroes. Yes. Mm -hmm. A superhero in high school is so much more interesting than a superhero in 
kind of everyday life because like right. around kids it's there's different challenges yeah that seems less likely or something there's some element sure. to it that the, is more fun when it's in that atmosphere the number of times that, that peter parker has been unmasked in front of people right people have always been shocked that it's a child oh my god he's just a kid saving the city that's what makes him great jim spider-man jim spider-man <laughs> peter spider-man peter spider-man um great Brad, did you have a best scene? Uh, I think yeah. Lizzie and I are both pretty. Uh, yeah, set. you. I mean, you guys definitely hit on stuff that is absolutely true. Uh, I do think the chasing down scene of the of Uncle Ben's killer when Spider Man is still like in his his wrestling uniform. His wrestling yeah. uniform. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that whole chase down scene is, it looks great, especially with like CGI elements to it. Him like landing on top of the car, causing the car crash, the shooting through the route. Like all of that looks so terrific. I I really think it's uh, one of the better uh, superhero scenes that are, as far as a handful of them. But I I think it's a terrific... uh, origin superhero scene Mm. which uh, like kind of his first real um first real accomplishment as a superhero for better or worse uh i think it looks great i think the fact that you have to see his face because he's not in the full costume yet where his face is covered makes it even more of a challenge to make it look acceptable because you still have to make it look like a human being is inside there which you don't really have to when he's wearing the actual spider-man costume so the fact that it looks so good is even more of an uh, of an accomplishment because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie still. I mean, yes, there are some flaws here and there with the CGI, but it yes. still looks great. It looks terrific. Thankfully, I mean, yeah, that's it looked spectacular at the time. I remember. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a good mix of CGI and live action stunts, so that at any moment it goes back and forth enough that you can't always tell. Your mind kind of just smooths them all together. Um, but I agree with you. That one is particularly very cool. It's terrific. Yeah. It's really it's on top of the police it's car. It's really top notch. It. Yeah. it looks awesome. It still holds up. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it really does. Especially effects. just on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not even watching it in a movie theater. On TV, it looks terrific. And the other scene I will mention is the final fight between Spider-Man and Green Goblin when they're in like that abandoned greenhouse whatever it is yeah sure but (laughs) the castle decision to make it so much more for lack of a better term raw and violent there's no music like you hear and feel the punches more you're like breaking through brick walls and you're like hearing every like the sound design for that scene yeah i actually noticed that too that sound design is amazing incredible and it's so nice that they actually took a scene because everything else in the movie feels very like straight out of a comic book, which mm-hmm. is what makes it so good. But it's kind of nice that they give you this one scene of really raw violence yeah. to kind of set uh, to allow the audience to uh, for it to sink in with how realistic I guess this this actually is that this is this a is grown a man beating beating the shit out of a, yeah who's getting a teenager is getting his ass kicked right now and it's you just hear it you feel it. The, the the idea of uh, leaving the music out of it was brilliant, yeah. and it is such an intense fight scene. Uh, it, it, it just stood out to me in this viewing of it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what else is cool. I love that the bomb goes off in Spider-Man's face and shreds his yes. costume. Uh, yes. And that's, and that's the design of the rips of that costume looks bad ass. Yes. Looks really, really good. And in that scene, you also get the reveal to Spider-Man that Green Goblin is Norman, Norman Osborn, yeah. which yeah, yeah. is kind of a unique element to a superhero movie. You don't usually get that kind the of... The villain revealing? Yes, mm-hmm. the twist villain reveal that it's somebody so close to you, and now this kind of changes your whole outlook, especially when this person was threatening to murder the woman you love, but he's also your father figure. Like, that is such a intricate... Uh, a twist in this movie that it, it it really adds an element to it that most superhero movies 
don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Anything else to mention for best scene? Um, I yeah. think that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of what I had. All right. Oh, I did want to mention that uh, Peter Chris is the cat in the kiss scene. Oh, Christ. <laughs> okay. The Best scene. Wait, what? Kiss. <laughs> the kiss and kiss. Sure. Ah. Uh, making right. a bridge between the beginning of the show. Right, yeah. guys. Yeah. We're coming back. To if there has yeah. to be yeah. a yeah. best yeah. scene, not a well-structured bridge. It must mean there is a worse scene. Do, do, do. Worst scene. What is do, it? Do, do. What's the worst scene in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man? I have to say that it is... For me, it's the introduction of Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah, where he narrates his actions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It is so... Especially because... It's just an old man putting around the kitchen. Yeah, this movie does such a great job of getting the exposition and origin story out of the way quickly. Like, they just power through it, and it's basically done within the first ten minutes. And it's so concise, it's so nice to just get that out of the way, but then once they get to Uncle Ben, they throw away everything they just did, and decide to give this terrible monologue of where he is saying... Laid off after 35 years. He's 68 years yeah. old. The plant is creating jobs and for more money, but not giving it out. And so many pieces of information that are not motivated by anything. Computers, 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 computers. Yeah, him. Re oh, let let me look in the newspaper and see if there's any jobs. Like the whole thing is bad, and it, I think it stands out more because they did such a good job of kind of getting through the exposition early on and not doing it in an awkward, stilted uh, way. And then this is just garbage. It's so dumb. <laughs> they gave up. They ran out of ideas. Yeah, they were just like, fuck it. Just I'm exhausted. Him, just Let's just talk about it for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just give, give him the story, which we don't even need. I mean, anybody... I wasn't even a huge Spider-Man fan before this movie. I hadn't read the comic books. But I knew enough to not have all that information be thrown at me. Like, I can just figure it out. His uncle, he's older, he's laid off. Done. Easy. They have money problems. So. Yeah, I mean, it is, I think, a little dated. Because at 2001, I think this was a little more of a... Two. Two. Well, they filmed it in one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, uh, it was like a little more of like a, you know, a coming coming doom for some old people like oh how am i ever gonna exist in a computer laden fair world? point fair point but, but still you're not wrong yeah it's clumsy as hell yeah i'm with you it is yeah unfortunately a little bit but otherwise i find cliff robertson charming he's a great uncle ben don't mind it he's a great uncle ben lizzie um uh yes uh that is is probably the worst scene um I'd mm. have to give a, a... Really? You you agree with them? You think that's the worst one? I That's the one that kind of stood out the most to me, but th that's not what I picked. Okay. But I think oh, maybe cool. technically, like, within... It, I, I need to give a, a worst scene, like, just a quick shout-out to a scene that's actually really fun, which is the cage match scene. There's a homophobic joke in the cage match scene, so... Oh, yeah. That oh, really yeah. kind of... Yeah. Bums you out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Yeah, Leave so it to guys dressing in spandex to make a homophobic joke. Right. Yeah. It's so um, fucking unnecessary. You're so right. So, oh, also, R.I.P. Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is the loudest plane that's flying by. That is, yeah. I've ever heard. If, if, I'm sure you could kind of hear it. If not, then sometimes you can hear sirens. This is crazy. Yeah, but that is a, a crazy plane. Um, Someone call Spider Man. But my, for me, my worst scene because it sums up my biggest issue with this movie is uh, MJ's speech to Spider Man at the end in the graveyard. Uh, when oh. she's pouring his heart, her heart out to him, yes. because all she talks about is how um, basically the, she's picking him. She's like, "I've been with four guys this movie, yeah, and I pick you," <laughs> and like that's been her whole story. She's not in a single space in the film where she's not with a guy that she's romantically involved with in some way. Not yes. a single frame. Even oh, when yeah. she's being yelled by her dad, Peter's there both times. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's insane. And it's... it's it. And Flash is just around the corner. And Yeah, it's Flash. And then Harry. Harry. 
Spider-Man because she's in love with Spider. Like she yeah, reacts yeah. to Spider-Man with love. Yes. Yep. Like a, a, oh, this They kind of try to play that it's like she kind of inherently knows it's Peter, but it's not, not overt. It's not overt enough. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll I, I, I felt separate enough for me. We'll see next week when Spider-Man reveals himself to Mary Jane, and yeah. we'll see how much surprise she reacts with. I mean, she does. But I bet you it's a bunch. I will say this. I <laughs> a will bunch say of this. Surprise. Er, very early, because he says, "I was in the neighborhood." Mm. Whenever he like runs into her after she's getting off work, and then he, the first time he saves her as Spider-Man, he says the exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. Which I do think triggers something in her. Which, which is, I think, I think it she, makes her like that moment more because it reminds her of that. I don't think yeah. that's more connected. Mm. I don't think that's her realizing. You don't? Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but that's why it's my worst scene because it encompasses the hugest problem with this movie. And I wasn't yes. going in with high expectations of a superhero movie starring a boy that anything would really be given to the woman, but you no. usually at least make her good at something. She sucks as an actress. They tell her she needs to act. They don't even give her no. like a, a... In the second movie, she's a damn good actress. She becomes very That's successful hilarious. very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. But you're right. You're right. They like, are, they don't it, even give her something. Like, why does he love they her? De they define the female character by the men she is Right. With, because when he was a child... She, the she moved literal in next girl door. next door yeah. moved in, and he told his Aunt May, Aunt May, Aunt May, is that, is that an, an angel? angel? So, like, she's Which pretty and she's nice. So. Yeah. yeah. Even though she won't give him the time of day on the bus. Which right, right. Totally. Seriously. Yeah. As won't her, even as say as hello to neighbor. him. Yeah. Cold. Cold as ice. Corner. <laughs> um, but Peter Parker, I mean, and that is one thing to Toby McGuire's credit. He plays a very pathetic. Very convincing Peter Parker. Yes, he's really he good. Yeah. He's, he's, this cast is great. It this is. cast is great. This cast is so great. Oh, I didn't Jake notice for 15 years that Aunt May is really old, and so is Uncle Ben. Are they his great aunt and uncle? Are they <laughs> actual aunt and uncle? They so... acted so well, you didn't notice yeah. their age? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I mean, like, it didn't, didn't occur to me, because they just felt so natural that uh, I, I wasn't poking holes in their story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are great. They're great. But, you know, he's like 16, 17 when we meet him, and yeah. he says he's... 68 years old. Octavia yeah. Spencer and Elizabeth Banks both have bit roles in this movie. Yeah, that, and, and um, Bruce uh, Campbell, Joe, Randy Macho Man uh, Savage. What's his bucket? Come Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. Zone. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh Joe. Pittsburgh Zone. Joey Pittsburgh. Manga. Yeah, Joey Manga. Happy to see Octavia. Come on the show. We'd love to have you. I'd love to have you on the show. Talk to Penguin. Stacked cast. Joey Manga. Yeah. It is. It's great. Um, my seeing? worst scene is probably, well, you make a very good point about Mary Jane being a terrible female character. And? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> That's whenever Transition. I get bonus points. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, Z. Playing cell phone games here. Anyway. Snake. Snake. My worst scene is actually when Spider-Man's going through his own costume designs. And he's oh, literally yeah. writing down That's bad. symbol, yeah, it's bad. question mark, and needs more color, underline color. <laughs> like, like... He's just reminding himself. Just throw up some worse-looking costumes than the ones you have, because they're all pretty good costumes, and some of them are nods to other Spider-Man costumes and other superheroes. But, like, make one or two of them look really bad, and then just let him settle on the one that looks best, which is the Spider-Man one. I don't know. I just don't believe him writing down the words, Symbol? Yeah. And it, it's just it's it's so cheesy in that, in that montage. Yes. Because they have to like tell you what's going on but in the you, montage. Do you give it a little leeway because it's probably how exactly how it would have appeared in comic book pages? Yeah, probably. Although you sometimes in comic book pages, and I can't speak to the original Spider-Man comics that actually show this, mm. but you can have thought bubbles saying like, ah, this needs more color. Sure, yeah. Okay, rather than true. just writing, writing it down that, in your yeah, notes. <laughs> Like like a teacher. Like a diary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Needs more color, Peter. <laughs> Alright, guys, is that everyone's worst scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's All pretty right. much it. It's time for milking it, the final game on the podcast. This time zero to five points for everyone involved. That's all three of us today. We're just going to choose a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card, we'll, uh, it, it'll give you something to re-envision Sam Raimi's Spider-Man into a new sequel, reboot, prequel, or genre. Uh, use its characters, its themes, its plot lines, anything you want to recycle uh, to make another movie 
title and a quick summary from each one of us so we can put it out, back out there and make a billion more dollars for the studio system. All right. And I believe it's Lizzie's turn to go first. She's going to draw a card and read it aloud. Buddy comedy. All right. Fun. Fun. Kind of what I think Homecoming might be, because it seems Spider-Man has a friend. A Western. Oh, a Western. Interesting. Wild Wild West prominently features spiders. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I'll draw a card here. Oh, the prequel oh, to Spider-Man. Interesting. We've never seen what came first, the chicken or the egg. Well, it's the chicken. You think so? No. We're going to take a quick Maybe. break, gather our thoughts, and be right back with that answer and three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. Welcome back, High on Film, right in the middle of milking it for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, if I have not made that clear enough. Lizzie Donaldson, the guest today, and I believe you are kicking us off with the buddy comedy version of Spider-Man. Yes. What um, do you got? I think the obvious thing to do here um, would be to elevate Harry to buddy comedy status with Peter. So you've got Peter is the nerd, and they allude to this in the movie, but Harry's kind of new to school, but I say like we meet him kind of on the first day, and uh, he's Peter's only friend. So mm -hmm. they hit it off pretty quick. Harry's a uh, tech whiz type guy. Um, uh, Harry knows this is Peter's crush on, on MJ, and because we're in a buddy comedy now, we're going to focus a lot on Peter trying to lose his virginity to Mary Jane. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. And um, them concocting some sort of... A uh, way to get Mary Jane to notice Peter. So uh, Mary Jane's with Flash uh, at the beginning of the film. And um, Harry uh, poisons his food at lunch. And he can't go on the field trip because he's sent home sick. Uh, so Peter sits next to Mary Jane on the bus making his move. Uh, it's going pretty well. Giving her a science talk. He gets bit by the spider when they're in the lab talking together. Mm. And he screams real high pitched. And boy, that's embarrassing. Oh, sure. no. just Just ruins the moment. Um, but he becomes Spider-Man and, you know, uh, uses his new powers to try and impre impress Mary Jane more and more. So he's not really fighting crime on the, the big level that we've seen him, you know, in other versions of this. Because it's a buddy comedy. Um, but Mary Jane's not really falling for this because she doesn't care about his new jacked body or the fact that he doesn't wear glasses anymore. You know? What? She wants what's on the inside. Oh, there you typical go, girl. I know. So, um... Peter stops, you know, a, a baby from being snatched or something or whatever. And Mary Jane witnesses it, and this is kind of what wins her over. Um, Harry's with them and s snaps photos of the perpetrator. Oh. And um, uh, Mary Jane throws a house party. <laughs> and and uh, this is where the losing of the virginity, of course, would happen. Um, but uh, Flash walks in on them. In bed at the same time that Mary's oh, no. doing facial recognition software and realizes it's Flash that was the bad guy earlier. So he runs upstairs and, you know, saves the day. Wow. Yeah. Facial recognition facial software. Facial recognition <laughs> software. <laughs> it's my Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Good um, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. So um, the title is a, a little nod to my, my brother, but it is called Spider Friends. Ah, um, yes, uh, yes. A terrific album by them, by yes, the way. Yes, the yes, Spider yes. Friends. Spider Friends. Yeah. Dr. Bendis found a cure. Yes. Brad Davis. Chris Maxwell. What'd you draw? Uh, Western. Oh, Western. Oh, yes. one of my favorite genres. Yes, I know. You're going to be disappointed. Um, so we have uh, a young kid, Jim Spiderman, and uh, he is. Uh, he has just been given uh, the title of sheriff in the town. He's mm. the best shot in the town. He's young. He's inexperienced, but uh, kind of this the the town is in uh, upheaval, and he is the best one to run the sheriff's department. So, as an eighteen year old, he is put in charge, and um, he is investigating uh, the deaths of some of the people in the town and it comes back to 
his best friend who is who is his deputy uh his dad has been the one doing all these things much like Norman Harry Osborne so um then he ends up having to face down his friend's dad and also basically a surrogate father in order to save the town uh he does a showdown with Norman he of course wins but at the same time uh Harry the deputy tries to step in in order to save his father and stop all the madness he ends up killing him as well and uh then he is considered a uh kind of a bad guy in the town almost a little mm. bit like uh dark knight ending sure where he's like the sheriff now that has to kind of go off and uh go into hiding in order to s stop from being uh blamed for these murders and it's called spider senses uh-huh yeah. yeah 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 okay yeah i like the idea though it's a lot of good western things in that right it's i did what i could you did what you could i did what I it could. was pretty good thanks yeah yeah uh i got a i got a prequel that i did with what i could you did with what you could yeah about the spider what was that? Is it, is it about the spider? It, it, it is not about spider the, the spider. It is not the spider's story about being... Taken spider. from his home, injected yep. with chemicals. Thrown in. Spider. That actually is probably a really good yeah. idea. That spider becoming something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Getting yeah. no credit for Spider-Man's rogue deeds. Right. Just like Hulk getting thrown into radioact uh, radioactivity. Right. Changing. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. This Sorry. is actually about Peter Parker's parents. Oh, oh. Which we don't know anything about, right? Uh, not from this movie. Not from this watched, movie. Right? No, no, no. Not from this movie. Just understood they didn't. I they're they're killed in a car accident, yeah. I believe, is or that. the story. Um, but anyway, it's a kind of like half Watchmen, half uh, the Uma Thurman finds brother uh, Avengers movie. Mm. Oh. Yes. Okay. Off the TV show. Yes. Like the mod. Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. The mod spy kind of thing. Right. The other Avengers. Yes. The other Avengers. Right. Yeah. The bad Avengers. And uh, and maybe like a, a little bit of Mr. and Mrs. Smith there too. <laughs> oh. So Peter Parker's parents are spies, vigilante spies, a team that go around in like all black, super cool clothing, by like black bandits masks, right? Uh, solving crimes and and you know righting wrongs all around the city. And uh, they they stumble upon this like large corporation in the time of antitrust laws, um, <clears throat> doing some human experiments, uh, which turn out to be what Oscorp takes over. Mm. Uh, actually, they inadvertently taking down this large corporation uh, help the small guy of Oscorp that is just a lowly little startup at the time. By taking down this big corporation, Oscorp's able to take over. Um, in the human genetic advancement mm. world. Um, world. Yeah, and they have a kid, and of course, by the end, uh, to save the world, they also both end up sacrificing themselves, of course. leaving Peter to be raised by his uncle and aunt. And because Uncle Ben knew his brother and his sister-in-law's actual identities, with great power comes great responsibility, weighs even heavier upon him. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I was going to call it Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> okay. But I figure we should probably cast Jason Statham and, uh, and Jennifer Lopez and call it Parker's. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> huh? Parker's? Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I like yeah, titles yeah. that require an accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, Parker's. Parker's. Yeah. So there you go. All right. That's my prequel. Yeah. It's good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. guys. Well, as soon as you're done scoring, you're uh, milking it. Please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, unfortunately, we must move into our pessimistic end of the show. Podcast regrets. Is there anything you regret saying or not saying during the duration of this show? I mean, I, I'll say I have a two-week regret here. A two-week oh, regret? Oh, boy. A two-week regret. regret, because shortly after finishing a recording for I Heart Huckabees last week, I realized that the co-writer of the screenplay, Jeff Baina, is my favorite filmmaker that I've never seen a single movie of his. <laughs> yeah, okay. Life After Beth 
Joshi, and out very soon, The Little Hours, which I can't wait to see. Right. The the, the Funny Nuns. The Funny Nuns, yeah. Kate McCucci and Aubrey Plaza and John C. Riley. The Funny Nuns. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, I just couldn't believe this guy has been making these movies that I've always wanted to see, but never actually put aside time to it's watch any of his movies. potentially your favorite filmmaker, if you'd ever watch his stuff. I have been interested in all three of these films, and but I just... hasn't seen a single uh, one. But I have not seen, so <laughs> double know, regret. I've never heard of that kind of fandom before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you come to High on Film for. That's yeah, a long regret. That's a unique be. point of view. <laughs> Certainly. Um, I can't believe that um, Macy Gray's cameo hasn't come up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we didn't we didn't list her in the the what a great cast this is, but you know. Yeah. Well, this movie has all the greatest music of two thousand two. Macy Gray, Chad Kroger, who, who Some Forty One, Some Forty One, and credit song. Oh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Okay. With um, the, other, the guy. other guy from Saliva. Yeah. yeah. Was I want to keep want to say Josie Wales, but it's not Josie Wales. That's no, because that's character. a character. Josie Josie Scott. That's his name. Okay. Well, that was That's a song, it. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched the music video today. Did you? Yeah. 2002, rife with great music. Did yeah. they use uh, Spider-Man clips in it? Oh, yes. big time. Big Tons. Time. Nice. Yeah. Um, but so yes, Macy Gray. Big regret not bringing her in. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, my biggest regret would be uh, not giving this movie enough credit for Whoa. actually doing an efficient job of getting the exposition out of the way as far as an origin story goes. Like, we basically start with Peter at the, like, laboratory where he gets bit by the spider. Like, we dive yeah, into like this thing quickly. That, yeah. yeah. And we get it out of the way, and it's what an origin story should be. Just, like, gloss over the... Glo- not gloss over, but get through the information quickly... And, you know, get us on the path of actually interesting stuff because most of these origin stories we already know. Right, we've seen done. A million times. So I actually applaud them for uh, doing a good job with the exposition, even though my worst scene was Uncle Ben. Exposition. (laughs) Exposition, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I think you're a little harder on that than than maybe need be. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. But unfortunately... I reign supreme here. I win the podcast. Oh, boy. 16.8 points. But I'll tell you, it was a hell of a barn burner. I had 16.8. Lizzie comes in 16.7. And Jesus. Brad, 16.5 points. Wow. That is close. That is a hell of a podcast, if you ask me. But Recount. Nobody asked me. A recount. Me. Yeah, <laughs> nobody asked me. Yeah. There it is. Guys, Spider-Man. How about that? Thank you so much for watching this movie with me. I I very much enjoyed it. It was movie. great to revisit it. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good looking movie. It's a good looking yeah. movie. It really still is. is. Yeah. Lizzie Donaldson. Chris Maxwell. Thank you always for your time. <laughs> thank you for having me. It was a great time. Oh, it is our pleasure, as always. Uh, you're on Twitter. You're on oh, other social media. Oh, I do. Media I things. do the Twitter, uh, which is just my name, Lizzie Donaldson. Mm-hmm. I'm not clever enough to come up with something better than that, I guess. Oh. But. Uh, I like my name, so it's at Lizzie Donaldson. You can follow me on there, and I'll do my best to make you laugh every once in a while. Um, and, you know, I'd like to plug High on Film. It's a great show. You should keep watching. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Watching. Listening. Listening. Yeah. Watching. Watch the road and listen. <laughs> yeah, sure. You mean the uh the I movie? we got commuters. The Pittsburgh movie? Oh. <laughs> the movie with Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, that's yeah. the name. And the kid. Yeah, and the kid. No. Forget about the kid. Thank you, Lizzie, as always. And plain names are the new clever name anyway. Is so. it? Yeah. 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 Brad Davis. Thank Christmas. you, sir. A pleasure. Never a chore. <laughs> no. Uh, at BD, always GP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find I Love You Pittsburgh Pirates, a baseball blog on my Twitter page as well. There it is. Uh, I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O, where the I should be. At High on Film is where you can find the show wherever you're looking for it. Uh, send emails to the High on Film Show at gmail.com and join us next week as we tackle Spider Man 2. And you can only guess what the week after that's going to be. 
Spider-Man oh, three. Oh. Uh, do any of them have sub like no subtitles? Not the Spider-Man movies. All right. Yeah. Spider-Man. Even the Andrew Garfield is the Amazing Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man two. This new one is the only one with a subtitle. Right. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Original names are the new clever name. Yeah. 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 There you go. There it is. Well, guys, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Um, look for Transformers a little later this week, too. We're going to have a spoiler-free review of that last night <laughs> movie. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Goodbye. <laughs>